Hey, ID Sports fans, it's me, Steve, and I'm here to do some Dynasty football talk. So I've stated in the past that I've um, that it's my favorite format of fantasy football. Um, and so today, uh, the f this is going to be the first part of a four-part mini-series where I'm going to be talking a little bit in depth about what Dynasty football is. And today we're going to be talking about the two thinnest positions, the quarterbacks and the tight ends. Let's get started. So I want to start off today's show by actually talking a little bit about in depth what Dynasty football is. And, you know, yes, I've said it many times. It's year-long football, but there's a lot more to it. And, and that is because um, you're in Dynasty leagues, you're pretty much like a general manager. You have almost all the same roles that a general manager has, except uh, from a Dynasty football perspective. Because... In the first year of a dynasty league, you get to select from all the from all the players, you know. But you know, obviously, with a dynasty league, you have a different mindset because let let's just take for example Christian McCaffrey. He's most likely going to be the number one pick for 2020 2021. But in a dynasty league, Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott or Dalvin Cook could be those uh could be those number one picks because they're just a little bit younger hence they have a little bit more value than Christian McCaffrey and you know so after you get to choose from your players you get to, from then on until you decide to leave the dynasty league you get to build your roster however you want so for myself personally I build my dynasty league around my running backs and my main ones are Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott and Nick Chubb and I have James Conner and Ronald Jones II as my backups. Um but you could but um you get to keep your roster. You know, that's why I have such good running backs cuz I draft I drafted almost all of my running backs and you get to keep your roster and you get to make moves based on how you want to draft. You're normally given 5 picks after the season, you know, and and you have and you get to choose from the top rookies and free agents and um and it's in in a 10-man league, so that's 50 picks. One of the biggest arguments I hear about dynasty football is oh well fifth round you're not going to be seeing much value or those late rounds you're not going to be seeing much value and i disagree because um <clears throat> it, uh, let's let's just take my two tight ends my two starting tight ends on my main dynasty team is george kittle and darren waller i got them as free agents you know kittle i got him um, the week after Jimmy Garoppolo got his start, and then Darren Waller, I picked him up last year off of waivers because he wasn't drafted. Um, Draft-wise, in 2017, I got James Conner in the third round. You know, granted he was still Le'Veon Bell's handcuff, but you know he was considered to be one of the better handcuffs. And then when I saw that Patrick Mahomes was there at the beginning of the fourth round. I made moves and I traded up on draft day during the draft to pick to move up to pick four number one to take Patrick Mahomes with the first with the first pick of the fourth round. So you know there is always value in dynasty. It's just a more deep dive of a league. 
But anyway, for this episode, as I said earlier, we're going to be talking about the two thinnest positions, quarterbacks and tight ends. And I'm going to go through all the potential rookies at the two positions, and I'm going to talk about their value and where you should draft them. So let's get started with the quarterbacks, and I have them divided up into three tiers. Um, The starters, the high-value backups, and basically the bench slash zero value. So let's just go ahead and jump right in with the starters tier. And there are three quarterbacks in um, And number one is Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback of this tier because he's going to start. He's going to start day one, and he has weapons. He has A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd as his starting receivers, and he also has John Ross, Auden Tate, and rookie T. Higgins as other options. And... I would not be surprised if T. Higgins wound up um, overtaking late in the season as the number one wide receiver. For Now, the Bengals also made sure to keep talent at the running back position with Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, although Joe Mixon is a red flag for me because he could potentially hold out. And they do have starting tight end C.J. Uzama. Um, and I could see some value there because tight ends are normally a rookie quarterback's best friend. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so, you know, especially on the offensive line, the Bengals still have a lot of question marks on their roster, but they're going to be relying a lot on their rookie quarterback this season. And while that does have the potential for a lot of interceptions, it actually has more potential for him to have a higher target passing volume and, um, and higher yardage, which could, which could translate into touchdowns. Um, I could easily see Joe Burrow having a Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton type of rookie season. It's definitely within his wheelhouse. So number two on this list is Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm actually giving him the nod over Tua, and it comes down to a couple of things. One, his competition, and two, his weapon. Herbert's competition is Tyrod Taylor, who does have talent. He did take the Bills to the playoffs, but he's also shown to have struggles. But his weapons for Herbert are... Mike Williams and Keenan Allen as two top-tier wide receivers, in my opinion. But you also have the very good Hunter Henry. And and as I said about C.J. Uzama, a good tight end, it can be a quarterback's best friend, especially in their rookie year. And couple that with Austin Eckler, who's an elusive running back and catches passes. And I think that there is QB2, QB1 upside for Justin Herbert. And, I, and you know, I think that Tyrod Taylor is most likely going to start the season um, just because of familiarity with the offense and we don't know what's going on with this offseason. But I fully expect Justin Herbert to be taking over and starting by week two. Number three and the final quarterback of this tier is Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami Dolphins. And there's three reasons why I placed Tua third in tier one. I actually almost placed him in tier two. But I decided to keep him in tier one because I do think that he's going to get a significant amount of starts this season. But the three factor, but the main factors that put him um, third on this list is that hip. Is it 100%? We still don't know. And and because of that, they do have Ryan Fitzpatrick who can win games for Miami and let Tua's hip fully recover. Um, also, that schedule, that opening schedule for the Dolphins is brutal. And the last factor is, is 
I'm still not 100% sold on the Dolphins' weapons outside of Parker, Devontae Parker, and Mike Gusecki. Gusecki, as I've said about um, about the other two tight ends for their for the Chargers and the Bengals, you know, a tight end is going to be a rookie's best friend, and Mike Gusecki is an athletic tight end. And Devontae Parker, I, I really hope that he shows the same consistency this year that he showed last year so you know but outside of that I don't know what his weapons are really going to be you know Jordan Howard he still has a lot of a lot to prove even though I'm always high on Jordan Howard and Matt Breida is injured so often so you know there's a lot of question marks when it comes to the weapons for the Miami Dolphins but I still see Tua most likely getting eight or nine starts because I think that by week seven or week eight he's starting so with the end of the tier one quarterbacks the question should be well where do I take these players and in a dynasty draft you would normally see Joe, a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who is a number one quarterback, and in all rookie draft, he's going to go in possibly the second round. Um, maybe even depending on team needs, he may go in the first round. So you know, because he has all the talent to be a QB one. Um, but Tua and Justin Herbert, uh, Tua, I mean Herbert, I would I would look at him. Um, only if I have my starting quarterback and a solid backup, then I would look at him maybe mid fourth round, but Tua is definitely a late fourth round, early fifth round pick in normal rookie only dynasty drafts. Okay. So now we're going to start tier two, which is the, which is the high value backups. And this tier is reserved for quarterbacks who, who are probably going to see the field sooner than you think. And the irony is, is that with two of these quarterbacks, I roasted the teams for taking them. But hey, hindsight is twenty twenty. I have to put my analyst hat on now and take out my bias. And so number four on my quarterback list and the number one quarterback of tier two is Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. And while I didn't nail the Eagles as hard as I did the Packers for taking a quarterback, I'm still not overly thrilled by this pick, but I can also see why. Because... If Carson Wentz struggles um, or if he has injuries again, which has happened and has impacted his season, then Jalen Hurts is going to see the field. And we could we could get another Nick Foles starting the last few games of the season situation with Jalen Hurts. Not that Carson Wentz will lose his job as the starting quarterback the next season. It's just that I think that Jalen Hurts is going to be a high-end backup. And I also think that um, Jalen Hurts is possibly going to be flexed out uh, with running back and wide receiver. He, I, I honestly see Jalen Hurts having a Taysom Hill kind of role with the Eagles. So quarterback number five in the second quarterback of Tier 2 is Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. And I still say that this is a bad move by the Packers, but... I, I have to take out my biases here, and it actually makes a lot of sense that he is the number five quarterback um, on this list because Aaron Rodgers has an expansive injury history. He has an injury history almost as big as Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, there's, there's Jordan Love is going to see the field this year or the next through, through Aaron Rodgers' injury because it's not going to be through play. Aaron Rodgers is going to excel because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But Jordan Love, he he's going to see the field for one or two games a season. And because of that, he's going to have value. And 
Um, and with the weapons that are around him, with Devontae Adams, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, um, Alan Lazard, um, Jay Sternberger, who I'll be talking about later, and, you know, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones as the starting running backs, there, you know, this is a system where Jordan Love could thrive. So, you know, he does have value. And the last quarterback I'm going to be talking about from this tier is Jacob Eason of the Indianapolis Colts. And, um... And I almost had him at the top of this tier, but I decided to put him at the bottom because I think that Philip Rivers is is going is has something to prove, and I think that he's going to be successful. But I also put him at the back of this list because not only would Philip Rivers have to be injured or struggled to start, but Jacoby Brissett would have to be injured to in order um in order for Jacob Eason to even get a start. So. You know, it's going to be tough. But also, there's another reason why I put him at the um, in this tier to be drafted. Because I think that you should try to draft one of these three quarterbacks. And the reason is, with Jacob Eason, you can draft him and stash him. Because the Colts, they don't have a contract for Phillip Rivers or Jacoby Brissett after this. And Jacob Eason, he's on a rookie deal, and a fourth round and a fourth round pick has a four year deal. So there are so <clears throat> he's going to be essentially the only quarterback on the roster next year if they don't resign either Jacoby Brissett or Philip Rivers. And you know Frank Reich, I trust him. He he has you know he has gotten the best out of a lot of his quarterbacks. So the question is, where do you look at these quarterbacks? And all three of these quarterbacks I would look at in the fifth round. If um, if Tua and Herbert were taken um, earlier in the fourth round, then maybe I would look at Jalen Hurt or Jacob Eason in the fourth round. But I'm definitely looking at Jordan Love in the fifth round, and I'm definitely looking at all three of these quarterbacks if all three of them fall to me in, in the fifth round. So tier three are the bench players only, and what I mean by that is I wouldn't even draft them. I would just leave them as free agents, and only maybe one of them I would consider drafting. But um, considering I have pick five oh nine, if there's a if there's a rookie wide receiver with upside, I'm going to be looking at him over these players. And so quarterback number seven in the first of this tier is Jake Fromm from the Buffalo Bills. Um, and you know, he was a late day quarterback who had some buzz. He, he is mostly a game manager and he went to a good spot because, um, because of Josh Allen, he is a super talented quarterback. And, and I do think that he's going to possibly play all 16 games, but his style of play does, you know, raise the level for injury. So that risk is still there. And I do think that Fromm has an outside chance, but like him and number eight, Cole McDonald of the Tennessee Titans, because Cole McDonald, um, he's number eight on this list. You know, he was, he's an underrated good pick for the Titans because after Tannehill, they don't have a lot of good options at quarterback. And Cole McDonald balled out at Hawaii. He has a good arm for the deep ball. He has above average accuracy. You know, look at it. Look at that Arizona game. He he can ball out, you know, Hawaii versus Arizona. Go watch that game, you know. But um, like Jake Fromm, you know, Cole McDonald, I would only be looking at these two quarterbacks 
if their starting quarterback is injured and if your benched quarterback that you would be starting in place of your starting quarterback is whether on a bye week or injured. Other than that, I would not be touching Jacob Fromm or Cole McDonald, despite how much I like both of their talents. So the last position I'm going to be talking about today is rookie tight ends. And there's really only two of them that I'm going to be talking about. Um, but I would still draft them because they are rookies and there is some upside. Um, so the first of the two is Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears. He was the first pick for the um, Chicago Bears in the 2020 draft. And, you know, he is one of the few rookie tight ends with value. Um, yes, the Bears do have 10 tight ends on their list, uh, on their roster. But the only one that's a real competition is Jimmy Graham. So I could see Cole Komet seeing some value, especially late in the season, because I don't think Jimmy Graham's going to have a solid season with the Bears. And the next tight end that I'm going to be talking about is Adam Troutman of the New Orleans Saints. Now, he's a little bit more of a long shot, but here's the thing. Um, Drew Brees, he loves fast and physical tight ends, which Troutman is. And he could definitely be that in the long run. Um, Jared Cook is the unquestioned starter. However, I could see Troutman being integrated into this offense. And also keep in mind that Jared Cook is on his is on the last year of his deal with the Saints. So if Adam Troutman has any flashes, I could easily see the Saints letting letting Jared Cook walk to and letting Adam Troutman be their number one tight end in the 2021 season. So keep an eye out on him. Both of these players are definitely a draft and bench. I mean, you hit, you're going to have 30 players on the roster. So you're so there's going to be players that are going to be benched anyway. So definitely these are two players that you that you draft, you bench and you hold and you just see their development. So I want to end today's show by just talking about a couple of veterans that I would look at at each position. If they're if they're available for your um for your dynasty and the top two are unquestionably um, Teddy Bridgewater and Jared Stidham, they're both going to be starting quarterbacks and you know um if if they're if they're available to pick up you pick them up and and you bench them because they because they could have good value. And on the tight end side, it's actually a little bit deeper when it comes to the veteran side because um, you have Hayden Hurst, who definitely leads the pack because Austin Hooper, he left Atlanta for Cleveland, which means all those targets are now there for Hayden Hurst, who, who the Atlanta Falcons gave up a high-value draft pick to get. So Hayden Hurst, pick him up. Um, also definitely look at Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is going to be there. Pick him up if you can. Another one that I would actually look at, um, Jay Sternberger. Jay Sternberger, the, um, he's definitely going to be the starting tight end for the Packers. Packers did draft a rookie tight end in the second round, but he's more of a blocking tight end. So I don't see a lot of value there. And the last person that I would really consider looking at is Blake Jarwin, because after... After Jason Witten um, came back last year, Jarwin's value dropped, and a lot of people dropped him from their dynasty um, leagues. So now Blake Jarwin, he got the four-year deal. Jason Witten got the boot. So Blake Jarwin, he is a he is definitely an interesting um, prospect to look at, and somebody that I would definitely look at in dynasty um, drafts as well. 
Alright, so thank you so much for watching this. Um, again, this is the first part of a four-part miniseries. This is a little passion project. Dynasty football means a lot to me. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, hit that hit that subscribe button. We all we could always use the help when it comes to when it comes to subscriptions. Also, um, if you if you if you think I left somebody out, please leave a comment. And, and I can definitely um, put that into consideration and maybe talk about it in later episodes. But as always, be well, be safe, and I'll talk to you later.